Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 215 of the podcast. It's the 19th of February, 2020, as I record this intro. And this week, I have a fascinating conversation with Dola Dasgupta. Dola is a longtime unschooling mom with two older children. She shares some wonderful stories as we dive into her journey to unschooling, de-schooling challenges along the way, the value of free time, her experience unschooling in India, and lots more. As a personal update, I'm excited to share one of the projects I've been thinking about and working on for a few months now. It's not quite ready for prime time, but that's only a few weeks away, and really, I want to start talking about it. So, I've been developing the Living Joyfully Network, an online unschooling community. See, when I think back to my first years of unschooling, what was most valuable for me was finding and participating in an online community of like-minded unschooling parents who were committed to exploring unschooling and navigating the unschooling journey. Back then, it was on Yahoo Groups, which is no longer around. And I know there are groups on Facebook, and I moderate a couple of them. Yet the noise of Facebook, that distracting sea of links and ads in which we must swim, works against the immersion that better supports both the deep focused reflection that our unschooling journey asks of us and the space to cultivate connected, caring, and lasting relationships with other unschooling parents. There are also privacy concerns with Facebook, and one of my big goals with this community is to create a safe, private space where members can support and learn from each other as we question and explore many of the conventional beliefs around learning and parenting, where we feel comfortable sharing all aspects of our unschooling journeys, our aha moments and hard-won insights, our celebratory moments when things are going well, and our questions and concerns as challenges arise. So not on Facebook. I am building a private online space where we can walk alongside others taking the unschooling journey, helping each other more gracefully navigate its inevitable twists and turns, develop strong and connected relationships with our children, and cultivate a thriving unschooling lifestyle in our families. (laughs) I mentioned I'm excited about this, right? I know it's not something that everyone is looking for and that some people already have active local unschooling communities, which is wonderful. But for those who are looking for more connection with like-minded unschooling parents, this might be just the place to find it. I'll keep you in the loop. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it allows me to spend time creating episodes each week and to keep the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now, let's dive into my conversation with Dola. 
Welcome. I'm Pamela Rickia from livingjoyfully.ca, and today I'm here with Dola Dasgupta. Hi, Dola. Hi, Pam. Nice to be on your podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's so nice to see you. You know, we've been connected online for years, right? And yeah, yeah. I believe we have a mutual friend, Hema, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Hema is a dear friend of mine. Yes. Mine as well. And she actually did the illustrations for my Unschooling Journey book. And she has right. phases as well. So all of that is to say that I'm very excited about this opportunity to speak with you. Yeah, I'm excited too about this uh, podcast because I've been listening to many of them uh, and have read your blog as well. And uh, there's a lot of reference to your blog and your books. And I have one of your books and uh, to your podcast in a lot of unschooling forums. So I have referred people to it too myself. So yeah, it's really great to be on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be lots of fun. So to get us started, can you share with us a bit about you and your family? And what's everybody interested in right now? I love getting a little snapshot. Yeah, so uh, we live in Pune, uh, which is a small town, well, turn, turned into a big city of uh, a state called Maharashtra, which is uh, the capital of which is Bombay, Mumbai. I think people know Mumbai uh, a lot more. And we moved to uh, Pune from New Delhi about um, 10 years ago. Uh, I was divorced. And uh, so I wanted to make a fresh start. Mm -hmm. So me and my children uh, moved to Pune. My daughter is now 18 and son is going to be 14 next month. And uh, yes, we are uh, exploring a lot of things. Um, my daughter is into a whole lot of things right now. She's, she's, in, she's kind of training, uh, in piano, in Western vocals, uh, rock and pop. She's in love with everything Korean. So she self-taught herself Korean language and now she takes a few classes. She's part of a few exchange uh, clubs, Indo-Korean exchange clubs. She's also taking Japanese classes and then she she's basically into uh, multiple things. Uh, music being one of the most important things in life. And uh, son Ishan, uh, by the way, my daughter's name is Gorika. And uh, we call her Ginny at home. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're being Bengalis, we always have two names, one for the world, one for home. Ah. And uh, yeah, and uh, Ishan, my son, he is uh, mostly a gamer. Uh, he spends most of his time with his PC. And uh, his favorite is Minecraft still. He's meandered through Overwatch and uh, uh, Fortnite and all the other stuff. But he kind of keeps coming back to Minecraft all the time because the, he's a builder at heart. So, um, and he's into drumming. And um, recently he started training in bass guitar. And uh, he too is learning Japanese and he's into everything Japanese. So my daughter is into everything Korean and my son is into everything Japanese. And I just want to show you something. Uh, this is his, this is my son's. Yeah. yeah. So that's the samurai sword. 
Yeah. Samurai sword? Yeah, it's going katana. Yeah. I know if you yeah. katana. It's a katana. <laughs> katana. So that's that's how interested he is in everything Japanese. So and uh, uh, all of us love food, so we keep experimenting with cooking different kinds of food. And uh, I am a storyteller, um, so I do a lot of storytelling and a bunch of other things like holding circles. Uh, where we share and listen uh, on various different topics, could be parenting, could be feminism, could be uh, poetry, could be uh, just about emotions and feelings, sexuality, a whole lot of uh, things. So these are the things that I we do as a family right now. Wow, that sounds amazing. I love I love that and. So many little connections came up, right? You mentioned before the call started that you guys were watching a recording of the Grammys that ties right into, yeah. you know, that love of music that I hear with yes. them, the, the Japanese, the weapons, like my son with the very into martial arts and did, has done a lot of weapons training and stuff. So that's super cool too. And I've seen some videos of your storytelling, which is amazing. So I'm going to, I'm going to share some of those in the show notes. If that's okay. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it's okay. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, and by the way, I'm also a big crochet person. So I, I uh, yeah. So I got into crochet about uh, two years back and and then it's like something that I keep doing all the time in between everything else that I do. There's always crochet near my fingers and I just pick them up and I start doing. So that's that's another thing that is my passion lately. Do a bit of gardening on my terrace. Um, mm-hmm. Try to grow things as naturally as possible. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's so Fun. I mean, that's what I love about the snapshot is is just seeing how all these things weave together because all those interests are, you know, respected inside your home and yeah. and they all weave together, right? Like you said, the crochet just picks up, which reminded Lissy recently learned how to crochet. She has been knitting. Ah. For most of her life, yeah, and she's, yeah. great. she's doing uh, making a big blanket now. Um, but then yeah, when she yeah, was yeah. home for Christmas, you know, she got Joseph interested in crocheting. So you know, he's got the stuff too, and, ah. and maybe picking it up. It's it's really fun just to have something in your hands, and yeah, yeah. yeah. and and I love how hearing yeah. about other people's um, interests and things that are weaving through their lives just, um, sparks other ideas for other people, right? You can see all the little bits. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you discover unschooling and what did your family's move to unschooling look like? Well, um, I think when, uh, uh, when we became parents, uh, uh, so, um, Gorika was adopted and uh, she's my first one. And then uh, we were uh, kind of let, like, you know what, I must say something. People always ask me, you don't send your children to school. How brave are you? I said, you are brave to send your children to school. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not brave. And uh, I think, uh, she went to school uh kindergarten and uh, and um uh, 
I think uh, it always broke my heart to uh, send her off in the morning. And yet at that time, I didn't know there were other options and choices. But I did always feel that this doesn't seem the right thing to do. And uh, I think both uh, 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 their father and I kept questioning for for the next two, three years of Gorika's schooling years that uh, this is not what we want. We want something else. So there would be problems with uh, the whole separation anxiety and then uh, the toilet training bit and then um, kind of uh, uh, everything was a preparation for uh, finally going to a big school and fitting in and uh, all about falling in line. And uh, so so we were looking for other options, but we didn't know where to look for. Mm-hmm. And um, because there were homeschoolers in India, but like I didn't know much. But I think because we were looking, and I always feel that now after, you know, so many years of unschooling and living on that path of uh, uh, that which we see comes to us kind of faith, and trust in that. Uh, now I feel because we were seeking very intently, it came to us. And it came to us in the most uh, magical way. Uh, a friend of their father's uh, 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 knew that, knew a family, uh, sorry, a friend of his actually uh, said, Oh, you know what? My sister in law homeschools. I said, Oh, wow, we are meeting them. And we went all the way to. Uh, another city to meet these people and uh, they were Christian homeschoolers but I think meeting her gave me that choice that okay I can also do this so I I, I it was the summer holidays and after the summer holidays uh, Gorika never went to school so this was when she was six years old and uh, she was out of school and uh, we started to uh, I started to first sit with the curriculum and I felt even this doesn't seem right (laughs) because, uh, you know, like, what are we doing for the first time in my life? You know, I went to school myself, but for the first time in my life, because I was looking at it uh, from the outside and not as a student myself or a Mm -hmm. teacher myself, I could see the futility of it all. And I felt that, uh, uh, no. Yeah. If we are not to send them to school, there is some. There's another way. And when that question came up, I met unschoolers. So I met, uh, yeah, I met Urmila Samson, and uh, she she had grown up kids. And then, and I met Hema Bhardwaj, and it, it was like an instant thing that, yes. This is what I've been looking yes, for it. all my life. In fact, since I was a kid. <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, yeah, and uh, that's it. And that was like how uh, we launched ourselves into unschooling. And uh, for me, it was uh, very easy. I don't know how, but to just like completely um, give into unschooling was very easy. Not so much for Rajat, their dad. Uh, it it took him many, many years to kind of be at peace with it. He still has his uh, 
uh, angst and fears around it. But now the kids are kind of able to hold forth for that, and they are they are much more confident in unschooling. So yeah, that's how we started on unschooling. Yeah. yeah, that sounds so familiar. Like I didn't know about homeschooling. I had never heard of it when my at least when my oldest two were in school. So my oldest was nine when I first heard the term homeschooling and started looking into it. And uh, they were home for March break. And it's, it was like, Oh, Hey, you know, why don't we give this a try and just, just see what happens, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And, and so they just didn't go back, but then, yeah, then so quickly you discover unschooling, like when you're looking at the styles of homeschooling and stuff and Doesn't it just speak to you? Because so often, especially, you know, if our kids have been at school and we've been asking all those questions, right? And and we've yeah. done the journey so far. We just didn't know it was possible as soon as, like you said, as soon as we heard about it and heard it described, um, it was like coming home almost, right? It's like, oh, yeah. there, there it is. Yeah, 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 Granted, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not the end of the journey, though, right? Then it's no, learning yeah. so much about yeah, yeah, unschooling yeah. and how that works in our lives. And I think one of the challenges of that deschooling time can be that navigating of having set goals and expectations yeah. for our children, right? Because yeah. that's another piece that, you know, as we get into it, we start to learn to question and we play that alongside still staying engaged with them and, and aware of what they're doing and supporting them on their journey as yeah. it unfolds, right? That's kind of a dance, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the whole, uh, the since Gorika was six years and Ishan was, uh, uh, what, six minus four is two. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so since mm-hmm. then, I mean... Um, uh, I, I I understood that unschooling is not homeschooling, and I also uh, at that point in time I also felt uh, as I spoke to a lot of people in India, and I was on, on on the online forums of Sandra and some other people, I kind of felt that uh, there. Are, there is uh, there are certain kind of people now i'm not putting it as we are unique or we are something great and we are you yeah. know awesome <laughs> no mm-hmm. but i feel uh, there are certain kind of people who can unschool who take to unschooling much easier than others mm-hmm. and i think uh, for me uh, it was uh, it was easier to take this as a exploratory journey. Like this is an adventure we are exploring. I don't know the answers. I don't know where we are going with it. And am I willing to put everything uh, on hold and not control? And I'm not saying that I, the thoughts of controlling would often come up, but uh, every time I let go of that, something beautiful happened. And uh, so goals like uh, wanting to read and write and learn math and things like that, it was it was really hard to uh, not uh, step in and teach them. 
mm-hmm. and to really trust. Uh, and I have to thank the the moms and dads who were already uh, you know ahead on that journey so it's not that i could do it all by myself but there were examples all the time that i was reading about in other people's unschooling journey uh, where uh, and i was i think i was a, i my was a good student of unschooling <laughs> so i kind of you know, so i said okay uh I think I'm a good student. So, uh, you know, and I said, yeah, I'm going to trust this. It's hard because everyone is constantly telling you, uh, oh, my gosh, you know, he is uh, eight years old, can't read. He is, she's 10 years old, can't do this. I said, uh, it's all going to be fine. We'll see. And uh, so things like that. Uh, and I mean, I am now kind of, it's so natural, like learning to read and write for both my kids now feels like it's like breathing. I mean, it's, I, I don't think I sat and taught them. I just supported them. So every time, uh, every time both my children wanted to type in something on the keyboards and they asked me how to, how to spell it, I think I every time did that. I would tell them, okay. This is F, this is U, this is N, fun. <laughs> you know, whatever words they wanted to. And uh, that's, I don't even know how they learned it. Actually, I don't know what's the process. It's its different for each kid. So, uh, so that, and then about interests. So every time the children got interested in something, uh, I could, I did see that, uh, the thought would creep into my head that, ah, maybe this is what they're going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes, I can tell people that my son is into this and we're not into that. And then, and then, oh, after a few days, I'm not interested in this anymore. <laughs> you know, like, and so, uh, so, yeah, so my children taught me that, hang on, let go of these goals and dreams and ambitions let us just enjoy things in the moment and and it's very strange that uh, even though both my kids uh, I mean I did not uh, watch them have a goal or neither did I impose a goal on them but their learning and their interests and their passions have had a kind of thread which kind of meandered and kind of became like a zigzag puzzle. and yeah. But there's a thread and it's like, it's different for both of them, but I clearly see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what's, what it is going to lead to, but it doesn't matter because uh, the lear- learning is not linear out here. This is what I've understood that it's, it's kind of all over the place, but there's a thread connecting everything. So, so I began to relax uh, many, like, I think one or two years down the line that uh, this is, this is the journey is the goal, you know, mm-hmm. this, this thread, whatever the thread is weaving every time, that is the goal. Uh, it, it's not going to reach anywhere. And maybe it will, maybe it will not, but we're having fun on the way. So, yeah. 
That was so beautiful, Dola. I love the way you described it. And, you know, I love hearing that the same kinds of stories from all over the world. It's, it's a human story, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. so true that you can see the thread connecting so many of the, of the choices they've made, the things they've yeah. done, the interest, yeah. the passion. When you look back, right? When you look back, yeah. you can see the thread. Yet yeah. in the moment is where you, yeah. you trust, right? Because yes. sometimes, yes. maybe even oftentimes, you can't see exactly how they got to where they are in this moment. Right. But trusting that, yeah. Trusting that when you look back on it, it's going to, you know, that jigsaw puzzle is going to start to fill in. That's, that's why when people come to unschooling, you know, it's not, I love, we, we say both things, right. It's an adventure. We're going to explore and see how it goes. It's not, this is what we're going to do for the rest of our life. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah, things can yeah. change, choices can change, etc. But you need a good chunk of time, right? Yeah. I, I like I yeah. like to suggest at least a year, and like you said, a year or two. Yeah. I would say you know two years was solid yeah. for me because um, you need that time to work yeah. through releasing those controlling yes. thoughts. Yes. And yes. get enough experience that you start to see that thread. That's how your trust yeah. builds, yeah. right? In being able yeah. to trust yeah. and live right in that moment. Yeah, yeah. It's when yeah. you can yeah. see that thread, it's yeah. beautiful, isn't it? I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and you know what I what I what I realized that um, all I had to do was stay engaged uh, and be present. So uh, and not judge any of their interests as uh, as of uh, as uh, um, better than the other or higher than the other or lower yeah. than the other or this is more significant of a passion than this is uh, so every interest every passion ha- was looked at as equally significant and equally big and uh, i all i had to do is stay present and uh, value that value that interest value that passion even if it is a curiosity which is uh, which lasts just two days but it's it's something that i wanted to stay present to and i still do that of course when they were younger it was much more uh, now they've learned to stay present to their needs much more so uh, and yet all i feel i'm doing as an unschooler unschooling mom uh, is staying present and engaged to things popping up in their heads, in their hearts, in their world, in their minds. And uh, I'm saying all I do, but it's not really all I do because it's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think, uh, I, I, I don't remember, I saw this, uh, I, I don't know which, yes, I've been, I was watching The Crown on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And at one point, uh, uh, the Queen Mother tells Queen Elizabeth that, uh, you know, the hardest thing to do is not to give your opinion, not to uh, say something when uh, you can, but you choose to stay silent. And it takes so much of strength from within to uh, hold yourself from controlling the situation. And that kind of 
felt like, yes, that's what I do mostly, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's being how that's being present to what's going on around me with the kids, uh, whether it's their passions, interests, emotions, feelings, just being present. And it's, it's really the crux of unschooling for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and staying present to, you know, and staying present at the same time to doubts and fears that come inside me as well. You know, yeah, I love present to that too. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's that piece, right? Um, because keeping our opinions to ourselves, being present, um, because opinions, when you start looking at it and looking at conversations, you can see how often the things we might say can come across as controlling, even if we aren't meaning yep. them that, right? Because yep. what we're reacting to, like you said before, keeping interests and stuff all having the same amount of significance. Because if we continually react to certain kinds of interests, we are just giving them the message that these are more important things, that I believe they're more important things, right? Yeah. yeah. So that is such a huge piece. I remember when I had the revelation, I wrote it on on my blog years ago. It's like, you know, I may have uh, my two cents to share, but so often by not sharing it and keeping my two cents to myself... Things went in so many other interesting directions that I couldn't have even dreamed of, right? Yep. yep. And and that's what you gain through the experience as well by giving yep. this time yep. and looking back at the thread, trusting that where they're weaving their thread is as right. cool and likely more cool than the direction we might have steered them intentionally yes. or not by sharing yep. our opinions in the moment. Like, and that's not at all about um, not being ourselves, which is what you were going for, right? When you're saying we still have our reservations and our thoughts and stuff, but it's, it's letting them have their moments, right? When so often when they come to talk to us and they share exciting things, it's not because they're looking for feedback or directions because they're excited and they want to share with us, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the amazing piece. That's how we yeah. learn so much about yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, fun. yeah, 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 yeah. The whole, the whole excitement of, fig, you know, finding new things and sharing that, and that—that's—that's that's like, I'm there, you know. <laughs> Mom, I have something to say. You know, even if it's just a little bit of information about history or geography or some building there or some music group uh, in Korea or, uh, you know, the back end story or it, it's like a wide spectrum of things and uh, they're excited. And uh, and I need to be present to that excitement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because that way they feel seen and they feel heard and they're excited yes. to move on to the next. Like It's like they're yep. Just yep. checking in emotionally with us and sharing those pieces. And the great thing is, too, when we realize that we can do that with them as well. Like when they're passing by, yeah. we can share, you can show them the crocheting. Yes. Look how much progress yeah. I made last night. Yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Yep. It becomes yep. just a whole lifestyle for the whole family. It's not just for the kids. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. It's 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 really mutual because uh, they're growing up. 
seeing the respect and the space that is being given to them. And therefore, I am watching that they're doing the same, not just to me, but to a lot of other people who are connected with our lives. So there is a, there is a difference in the quality of the presence that they offer yeah. and uh, to the world. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. It is really, really noticeable. Now, another topic that often comes up in unschooling circles that I wanted to touch on with you is the concern around screen time. And you mentioned Nishan is very much into gaming and on his computer a lot. So I would love to hear a bit about your experience with that. Well, yeah. So uh, the thing with screen time is that uh, every... Uh, Every homeschooling gathering that I go to, every meeting that I'm called to, every time parents want to meet me, their biggest concern is the internet and the screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so so there's this whole fear around it, and that uh, internet and screen is going to offer a lot of dark stuff to your children and they're going to be pulled into it, sucked into it and uh, their minds will get spoiled and things like that. But for me, it's been just a joyous experience because uh, the day I uh, came to know about unschooling and I realized that everything in this world is a resource for joy, fun and learning. I uh, didn't feel that there needs to be a separation from one thing to the other. And uh, also maybe because even though we went to school as children, myself, in our house, uh, in our family, there was not much, there was actually no parental control on watching stuff on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were uh, uh, pre-cable TV days and we didn't have much shows on TV, but we did watch. And uh, I grew up in the Middle East, so uh, we did see a lot of American shows and British shows and uh, even Indian stuff. Uh, And uh, there was was never any judgment from my parents on what we watched on television. And there was always a certain um, kind of self-regulation that came within us. I don't know how, maybe because we were never told that don't watch this, watch this. So it was always only fun and joyous things that we were watching because uh, television for us was about joy. It was about fun, was about the family sitting together and watching or me and my sister watching the chat busters and the top 10 and, uh, you know, so it was always about joy. So I think I had a different experience growing up as a child. And for me, it was uh, not so difficult to uh, let both my children uh, explored the whole world of uh, internet and television and uh, cinema. uh, uh, And I myself find the internet so fascinating because there's so much that I've learned and I know about the world. I have so much fun. All my crochet I've learned from the internet. My mother is a you know, my mom is a great crochet person, but I think I never learned from her. I learned from uh, internet maybe because I'm a self learner. I need to I need to learn by myself. So when somebody teaches me, I find it sometimes hard to learn certain things. And <clears throat> I see 
I've seen my mother now, you know, she's 70 years old and she's been uh, taking care of my dad for a long time before he passed away last year. Uh, she herself found so much from internet, you know, uh, a, a lot of discourses that she listens to, a lot of craft that she has picked up because my mom's always this crafty person and she's <laughs> learning new craft all the time. A lot of craft, a lot of self-healing uh, uh, herbs and making oils and pastes and stuff <laughs> that she wants to do for her hair and for her skin. So uh, I think, uh, and my children, I mean, uh, the whole world has come to them through uh, internet and cinema and television, and uh, a lot of uh, lot of children go from books to cinema. My children have gone from cinema to books. So uh, I remember um, uh, a lot of judgment about, "Oh, your kids don't read books. You know, they don't read story books. They don't read novels," and. I have read to them a lot when they were children, a lot I have read to them. But when they outgrew that, they didn't really pick up a book to read. Uh, they read on the internet. They read things which kind of interested them, was of passion to them. And today, uh, my daughter's reading uh, Murakami, which is like complex stuff. Uh, and she has not gone through her, gone through the usual, uh, you know, Nancy Drew and, um, uh, you know, the usual teenage stuff or light books or she, she moved straight into complex books, uh, uh, which I found very fascinating. And, uh, my son, of course, he's completely into the whole fantasy thing. So uh, he's currently reading uh, Tolkien, which also has uh, come because of his love for uh, the film, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits. Mm -hmm. and, and he's a complete Star Wars fan. And I've seen that his interest in Star Wars has had got him interested in the um, in the universe and the planets and the galaxies and the science of co cosmos and everything. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like I can go on and on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Like uh, how they have been using the uh, internet as a resource uh, to understand and see the world and uh, have fun mm. and learn from it. And I, I don't know what's the fear because I didn't see anything uh, fearful because I think both the kids, both my children <clears throat> were always coming from a place of joy. Mm -hmm. And I always feel when you come from a place of joy, uh, everything that comes to you is also joyous. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's how I saw the internet because I thought I felt that for them joy is a big factor, and they are exploring everything that gives them joy. So I don't ever see it as a fearful option, and uh, that's what I always tell parents when they ask me about. Yeah, them. I think so often it's just it's our fear that we're we're bringing to it, right? And I think. It might be an interesting piece could be um, about, you know, when we were talking, you were talking about being engaged with them, 
right? And in that, without that, that engagement, I, I find when we talk about screens too, if we talk to them about them as screens, that is a step of disengagement right there, right? Yeah. Because like you yeah. said, those are just the resources. Those are just the tools to yeah. find the things, right? And, yeah. and yeah. you know, it, it is an amazing tool because there are just so many things that you can explore, like the whole world. And, and you're doing different things. When you talk about screens, you're lumping together all sorts of different tools, right? Yep. From phones yep. to computers to tablets to, and, and you're just calling them all screens. So when somebody's asking a question like that, I wonder how engaged they are with their child about what it is yeah. that they're yeah. doing with those yeah. screens. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. A, yeah. a better question is always, you know, um, my child is interested in this and they're watching a lot of this or they're going to this site a lot. Like those are more concerns if you want to talk to people mm. about their experiences with particular things or particular, um, like, uh, whether they're websites, forums, whatever, whatever. But, you know, when they're saying screen, then it, it feels like they're not quite yet. They can go a step deeper with their child. They're not as engaged yeah. with their child to yeah. know how yeah. their child's yeah. using yeah. that tool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's yeah. where, they, that's where you can connect with them. Yeah. That's where those come. Yeah. Yeah. live. That's what you can be excited about. Right. Like you said, again, not judging interests when they come and they're like, mom, I'm yeah. having so much fun with Fortnite. Yeah. You can say, yes. what are you loving about it? Right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And yes. And this whole thing about uh, taking screen as some kind of a thing that is outside your life. Mm-hmm. And it's as if your child is going out of life towards this whole thing called yeah, screen, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like a huge demon or a monster sitting in a cave and your child is visiting it every day. It's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that for us. For us, it's like life. It's, 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 it's not separated from what we do every day. It's not like a thing that you go to to escape from something. It's not something that you go to when you're done doing other things. It's 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 part of the whole soup. Yeah. So when it's part of the whole soup, then uh, we're not going to pick it up like this and uh, no, we're actually, you know, we're relishing that bit too because it's part of the ingredient. It's it's the ingredient that's making the soup. So, absolutely right, Pam. Engaging and being present to everything that's in that soup called unschooling, and therefore, screen time is not something that is uh, like a slice of the pie, which you get now and then it is the whole slice it's the whole pizza actually uh, so uh, so i find it like screen time too much screen time less but i don't see it as screen time i just see it as what we are doing with our time different okay. things yeah i love that and you know what i love you mentioned <laughs> at the beginning how much you guys love cooking and food and i love how i love your food metaphors <laughs> pizzas and pies it's like that's perfect <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, that was that was so so well explained. It is. It's just part of just part of our life. It's yeah. not something separate. And I think 
when you start engaging more with your kids around what they're doing with those tools, yeah, that's when it yeah. becomes more part of your life. You don't see them as yeah. leaving you to go do something right. else. It's just, just part, part of the soup. I love that. Yeah, so yeah. for me, um, one of the biggest surprises and turns out joys um, of unschooling turned out to be having these large swaths of free time right, at our disposal for us to use. Because when we started, I did not realize how much open-ended time um, would be so well spent by slowing down and being with my kids at their pace, right? I thought, oh, we're going to be doing this. We'll be able to go to this museum and and this and, you know, go to this park and just do a million and one things, right? Because now with school out of the picture, we could do all these other fun things. Um, but when we took that time to slow down, um, and, and do the things that they were drawn to and do them at their pace, that was another big thing, whether it was the time to explore their interests, which may be home-based for a long time, or maybe we go to the museum and we are like in the same room for three hours because they're really into something there, or whether it was just exploring their feelings, having, having a bad day, and being able to spend that time with them as they yeah. work their way through yeah. it. That, that was a huge surprise, but it ended up being one of the very important aspects, I think, of our unschooling lives. So I was wondering if that was your experience as well. I'd love to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, so um, I think for the l- longest time, uh, we were pretty much home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and and still, still we do that. So uh, uh, for us, uh, home became a place where we explored our relationship with time itself. So I remember reading a book long time ago. I'm very bad at remembering names of books. I remember the essence of what I read, but. Not yeah. really. So there was this uh, book in which there was something about uh, something written about what uh, the author called Einstein time. And I said, OK, what is this Einstein time? And I, I realized, OK, I know about Einstein and relativity and the time is relative. And so what he talked about Einstein time is that when people say time is running out or uh you're racing against time and time is everything that you got. So don't waste it and blah, blah, blah. And so this guy said, but you can always tap into Einstein time. And I said, what is that? <laughs> I said, Einstein time is when time stretches for you when you are doing something that you like. <laughs> And yeah. and that's when we realize that, oh, we have all the time in the world <laughs> because we are only going to be doing and we are doing what we want to do and what we really like. And if that means just curling up on your bed and, you know, just uh, listening to your favorite music or uh, looking at something on uh, on your iPad or on your phone or on the laptop, a movie or or binge watching, uh, you know, some cartoon or some series. Uh, that's fine. I mean, my son, when he was younger, he would spend hours just bathing in the, uh, you know, in the the rubber uh, pool. Mm-hmm. He would just sit there with his uh, ship and his toys and he'd 
kind of make up these stories about the pirates and stuff because he was heavily into pirates of the caribbean at that time so and then there were times when the whole house was turned into a museum yeah. every, every table top every bed top every couch top was used to display things and they would just label each section as uh, this is this is for trains and engines this is for aircraft this is for the dinosaurs so and then someday the the whole living room would be uh, a set right out of titanic where they're playing the whole titanic sinking and then they're saving people and uh, sometimes it the all the chairs would be lined up to become uh, aircraft and they're flying the plane and so there were i mean it's it's countless such uh, days and moments and even today i mean uh, they do go out for they do go for their classes and all which they have themselves uh, kind of chosen and they want to go for it and all but most of the rest of the time we are mostly at home uh, in our own zones doing our own things and uh, constantly kind of meeting each other and overlapping each other and uh, like you said like i think with unschooling i had i as a mother had so much time at hand so much more time at hand to start exploring new things for myself Mm-hmm. so i i started on a whole new journey when i started on schooling my kids like it's like i became a different person over the years you know and i realized that uh, the quality of the presence that i was able to give my children and the presence that they gave me uh kind of stretched time it became elastic and we could stretch it as much as we wanted to and then of course i mean not having um, strict schedules of sleeping and eating and all that also freed us up so much more because then uh, we always had we always could catch up on things that we really loved doing and not get bound by these bed times and wake up times and meal times and you know uh, so i think for us time became something that uh we would bend to our uh, advantage rather than us being slaves to time i think oh. yeah yeah i love that description i love that phrase einstein's yeah. time <laughs> yeah 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 and a lot of lot of parents do ask me uh, especially uh the ones who have just started and have toddlers that uh when do i get me time I said see it's the same thing as screen time because <laughs> me time is not something that you escape to uh you have to f- you find me time in the we time because I mean I am in the midst of it all and yet I am doing what I want to do and that is something uh so fascinating for me in my unschooling journey you know yeah yeah no everything what, is it's just all woven into each other and it's it's not like i have to pull myself away to have me time for myself yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no exactly i love that's what i i love about um about 
thinking about the time aspect of unschooling, because, you know, like I said, at first I was surprised at how useful, but how valuable, how joyful, just having stretches of time to bend to our will, really, yeah. right? Yeah. Is, yeah. And, yeah. and how those days, like, again, you need those, you know, you need that time that first year or two to really dive in and gain that experience, that experience so that you've had the experience of being able to look back at the threads. You've had the experience of, of just everybody sinking into their flow and coming and going because, you know, not every day um, goes like that, goes smoothly, like life happens, you know, the whole thing. Well, yeah, your life's perfect, you know, then how are they going to learn, you know, that things go wrong? Well, because things go wrong, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, things yeah. happen in life yeah. and we also flow together through that and we work and help each other and figure yeah. things out together yeah. through all those moments. But yeah. that's the beauty of giving yourself a swath of time um, yeah. Yeah. To, to look back on and see how it, how it yeah. really works, to see how time yeah. actually flows yeah, how we flow through it when we don't put yeah. a lot of external schedules on top of it. Yeah, right. That aren't correct, chosen. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before yeah. our call, when we connected, you mentioned the value of being aware of indoctrination while parenting our kids. So I'd love to hear your thoughts around that. Yeah. Well, uh, in the in the you know the last. Uh, 12 years that I've been in this on various forums in India, homeschooling, unschooling. Well, I've, I've found it mostly difficult to uh, find a lot of people who are willing to take that jump into unschooling. There's more of homeschoolers here. And, but even in, I mean, there is a lot of indoctrination happening when you're doing school at home anyway, is my is what I feel, yeah. uh, but uh, so I'm leaving that out because that's anyway like a whole new, whole different uh, topic. Even in unschooling, sometimes so in uh, in relation to uh, India, I'm going to talk about indoctrination because um, I really don't know how it is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, I find a lot of people saying that they're unschooling. But what they really mean is that our children don't go to school, right? Yeah. But there, there is still a lot of, uh, I call it indoctrination, not just in religious terms, mm-hmm. but in other ways, like this kind of food is good, this kind of food is bad, uh, this kind of clothing is good, that kind of clothing is bad, um, this... Uh, Living in nature is good and living in cities is bad or uh, yeah. there, is, there is this judgment of uh, polarizing things mm-hmm. in almost every aspect of living. And um, you, one needs to only, one needs to know, learn to speak one's mother tongue, not just a foreign language. Uh, first, you need to learn what your your mother tongue then so there are so many different types of indoctrination that happens i have not i have observed that for a long time and and i then really feel that well this too is kind of your kind of 
subtly and almost blatantly controlling uh, uh, the minds of your children and not allowing uh, your child to form his or her uh, perspective on things. So I find this fascinating in my family because uh, we are pretty much an urban family. We live in a city. I have... I have lived in a rural place when I was a kid, but then mostly again in cities. And uh, <clears throat> pretty much aware of climate change and global warming, and I know all that. I talk about it also at home. And uh, But what I find fascinating is that my son, he has a completely different view. So he's like... Uh, uh, Yes, I know what you're saying. Uh, it is true. The crisis is real. But I have faith in human intelligence. And I know that we're going to find a way out of this. And he's so like, I can keep indoctrinating him and say, no, this is the end. And you have to stop this, stop this, stop this. But then I wonder that if I do this, am I actually cutting off a certain intelligence or a possibility that there is another reality. There is another way of looking at things. And maybe, just maybe, these kids are seeing something that we are not seeing. And for me, therefore, to be aware of every indoctrination that I do is very important. It's not that it doesn't come up for me. I want to sometimes say that, you know, of course, it's it's much, it's almost gone now because over the years you learn to de-school, you learn to unschool. And, but I feel that this awareness is so important while unschooling because uh, it's important in parenting as such, but then we can't do anything about it. I can only talk about unschooling. Is that, are we willing to trust that these kids if not told that this is better than that or this is good and this is bad and this is the way to go and this is not the way to go, if we stop doing this and just let be things the way they are, maybe, just maybe, they might just figure out a very different reality and possibility and can we trust that? Can we stay open to that whole field of uh, the unknown and uh, possibilities? So for me, that's very, very vital in yeah. my journey as a yeah. That That is a great way to describe it, I think, um, because... Again, back to that kind of line that, that we dance, right? So it's not that we give up our beliefs and the way we, yeah. our perspective on the world and, yeah. And, yeah. and on humanity and people and, and all those bigger picture things, yeah. it's not indoctrinating or like passing those on to our kids like those are the right yeah. answer, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like in conversations, like you said, we yeah. share and, and that's that dance. You can tell when you're sh oversharing or sharing too frequently in that they're starting to mm. feel a pressure from it. Yes, that's your yes. clue in the dance to step back a to little back bit. back off. You know? yeah. And getting yeah. a little bit yeah. too tight, a little bit too close yeah. there. 
holding on too tight. Um, Because, yeah, they... When, when you go to that place, then it becomes more about, instead of the topic, it becomes more about needing to resist your parents' um, pressure from that. Yes. You know, even if it, it begins to feel like pressure, and then it's more about escaping the pressure than it is about the yeah. topic, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the other cool thing, watching them over the years you can see how over how their um, thoughts have changed. Yeah, on topics yeah. over time yeah. as they gain yes. more experience. Like whether or not they actually ever share the same view as yeah. you, but you yeah. can see how they're learning, thinking things through, changing, yeah. tweaking yeah. their opinions, tweaking their thoughts. Yeah. and that's where the trust is. That you know they are their, their own person in this world. Yeah. And yeah, I more want them to figure out how to find their way through it because you know what, tomorrow yes. might not be there to tell them the right exactly. way to think. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. It's so, hard. So for me, it's more about uh, letting their minds and hearts be a fallow in that sense where. Seeds that need to grow can grow on their own. I and it's 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 so much about the way uh, you know a natural farming is done, where you actually don't interfere much, and you just kind of sit back and observe nature take care of things. And I don't know why we separate ourselves, human beings, from nature because I feel I am nature. I feel my children nature. So why are we? Why am I separating my children from that? plant that I'm nurturing or you know in my garden because uh, they too are part of that garden and um, there is an inherent intelligence which I need to trust and not tamper around with it too much. I mean of course see the whole world is throwing views and perspectives and ideas and opinions at them. I know that. I'm not trying to shield them from it either. But that's all I I feel all that is in some ways, uh, the raw material, the ingredients, the nutri yeah, you know, the nutrients that they need that that the garden that their heart and their mind is, uh, it's all needed and something is going to form and I, I just want to kind of witness it rather than control it. Yeah, yeah, witness is a great word. And then the other piece is like we were talking, engaging with them around yeah. it, not yeah. controlling. Because yeah. then if you're if the other thing you're doing, if you're putting pressure on them coming to your views, what you're also doing is putting a bit of distance there. You're putting a, a bit of a wall because they're not yeah. gonna want to come yeah. and share their opinion or yeah. their yeah. thoughts, their perspective in a yeah. moment yeah. where they know yeah. you're gonna push back on it. They they don't want to get into that conversation, right? Yeah. So now you're one less person that they can engage with yeah. as they're working through and figuring stuff out, right? Yeah. Now here is something that I want to add. A lot of people think that it's all hands off, but that's not how it is. Yeah. It's really about engaging. It's it's they're engaging with the world. I'm engaging with the world, and then we are engaging with each other, and we are just engaging with each other and being present to whatever is wanting to happen in that space. So it's not like I'm just kind of relaxed and sleeping and, you know, they're just like, no, <laughs> <You're> doing <whatever. laughs> no. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, watching 
and observing and uh, responding. I think uh, the the right word is responding rather than reacting, and that's yeah. that's 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 the key word. I think I'm responding yeah. to their engagement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why that's why it's so important to be engaged and in the moment, yeah. so that you can you best have a feel for what's going on. You, yeah. you know them, um, you know what they're interested in, as in you yeah. can engage yeah. with them where they yeah. are. Um, so you need to be present to yeah. to, res- to respond in the way yeah. um, that works for you both in relation. And like you said, like each child is different too. The way you respond. Is yeah, different absolutely yeah. different different yeah so you mentioned um unschooling in india and i just want to touch on that for a little bit yeah you were involved in creating the first homeschooling conference in india yes hema mentioned that yeah so how have things grown since then uh well um uh, i think the conference is uh it started as a conference and then I think a bunch of people, including me, felt that, why are we calling it a conference? Can we calling it a gathering? Or yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. That happens you know, so often. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then it kind of changed over a few years to a meet and... Um, it's 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 been uh, I have not been so actively involved in it. Uh, I was involved the first three years. Then I took a step back because I realized the the need is so much more for homeschooling than unschooling yeah. and um it kind of was not resonating with what i needed and what i could give and so i i kind of slowly stepped out of it mm-hmm. uh but um so so the so the gathering still happens every year and uh but my work is completely focused on unschooling so um, I just took it all to another platform and uh, uh, wherever I get a chance, I talk about unschooling. My email is out there on in the public domain. I have a Facebook uh, page, a Facebook group where we talk purely about unschooling. And um, uh, I go to the, confer- uh, the gathering when I feel like going and I make it very clear that I'm going to talk about unschooling. <laughs> So, uh, so, so those who feel called, they come and we talk about it. We explore it together. It's, I would say, uh, rather than the first homeschooling conference, I would say the whole uh, exponential increase in interest in people uh, to explore uh, learning without school. Yeah. So whether it is homeschooling or um, unschooling, uh, numbers have definitely grown over the last 10, 12 years. And there are a lot more people wanting to explore uh, uh, growing, uh, raising children without school. And yeah, how they do it is different for everyone, but that's a... That's a large, uh, significant change is what I see. And it's not like... uh, uh, a shocker to people and uh, when you say oh you know they don't go to school I said oh yeah I read about it it was there in one of the newspapers so it's 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 kind of in the con- public collective consciousness now but then India is such a diverse country with uh, a whole uh, seg- segment of uh, this country 
uh, feels getting a school education is their pathway to employment and jobs. So, uh, so uh, I don't really advocate for it in India. They're saying that this is the way to educate your children or this is the way. I don't do that because there is uh, a whole uh, large segment of the society, of the culture, of the population for whom a school is uh, their only way to uh, aspire for a better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's- yeah. Yeah, and that I have never, I've never really kind of taken to the term advocate. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's only about knowing there's a choice. Yes, like you said earlier, it's not for all families. It's not no. for all parents. I mean, no. if parents want to do it, I think it can work for all kids. Yeah. Just because the point of unschooling is to work with your kid. <laughs> you know, and help them accomplish whatever it is that they're wanting to accomplish. But yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle for the parents who want to live that lifestyle for their family. So I don't ever like to think of it as telling, I like, you know, if people ask to let them know the possibilities exist, like, like the first time I came across the word homeschooling and went, what the heck is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the piece. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. if they're curious and they want to learn more, I love to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I consciously stay away from getting, getting into this whole uh, discussion and debate on uh, school versus no school. Because yeah. that's not what I, that's not why I am doing this. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lifestyle choice for me. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, like anything else, like making a choice where I want to live, making a choice about what food I want to eat, making a choice about uh, the skincare product that I'm going to use or how I want my hairstyle. Or So uh, who am I going to marry? What kind of relationships I'm going to have? So these are, uh, for me, very core choices. And it really has nothing to do with uh, an ideology or some kind of... Uh, uh, something that I want to indoctrinate people with. That's it. It's like, yeah. I just wrote an answer this morning to someone, you yeah. know, saying yeah, yeah. I did not come to, you know, choosing unschooling through any political viewpoint because that was kind of a slant yeah. of the yeah. question. Yeah. It wasn't in Correct. theology that I was trying to purport. It yeah. was what kind of parent do I want to be? Yeah. You know, what yeah. kind of yeah. family do I want to create? Yes, yes. Right? Yes. That, that's what led me there versus yeah. any yeah. kind of outside indoctrination. Yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> correct, 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 correct. So what is your favorite thing about your unschooling days right now? Ah, the favorite thing right now is that... Uh, my children are far more independent than they were at one time. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're able to make their own snacks. Uh, they can uh, take care of their meals at times. And uh, they're pretty much, uh, especially my older one is uh, moving around on her own. I don't have to do the picking and dropping and driving them around. So that gives me a lot more uh, time for myself. So that's, that's something that is, um, good for me. Uh, 
But what is really interesting about uh, where we are as a family right now is uh, watching my daughter because she's she turned 18 uh, in November and uh, she's just like, you know, wanting to explore so much. And she's, uh, she's like really pushing herself there and, and uh, trying out different things, going out there, connecting with people. And this is, this is uh, from someone who for the longest time uh, felt she was shy and that she was, uh, that she had social anxiety and that uh, meeting people was difficult for her. First, to, to watch someone like her, like that, to be really, you know, exploring, being out there and being on several uh, social network groups and things like that. And uh, even, you know, doing all the inquiries that she needs to do for her own, for the courses that she needs to take. So I think to see that is fascinating for me because <clears throat> I think what really mattered was that i was present and she was also present to herself and i was present to her in whatever phase that she went through mm-hmm. uh without wanting to turn the tables or what without wanting to make it different or it's just accepting that that's how it was now it's this way and we don't know what it will be next so i think for me to watch my daughter really like, you know, spreading herself out there is something fascinating for me. And, and my son, um, you know, finding that when he uh, likes something a lot, how he uh, finds the time for it, like the, the, the discipline that he, He's uh, instilling in himself to to watch that is fascinating, and uh, I mean he and there is so much more. Uh, what what fascinates me about my son now is that he stands there in his power and said, "No, mom, I don't think you're right," <laughs> <laughs> and he so calmly explains uh, his point of view. Uh, Sometimes when I'm losing it, but he's not like, he's like talking like as if he's on some diplomatic mission (laughs) (laughs) with a lot of diplomacy, a lot of calm. So that kind of really fascinates me. And uh, yeah, I think it was a different thing when they were younger. And now that they're all kind of growing up, it's, it's, it's a completely different journey because we are emotionally also on a different uh, level of connecting, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. e- even with my daughter, because she's, she's like 18 and she's exploring so many things, her emotions and relationships. I find it so much fast, so much, so much more fascinating because I'm talking to her, uh, like another woman. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really fascinating for me that, uh, we are, uh, yes, there is the mother and daughter, but there's also this, you know, thing about a younger woman and an older woman, and <laughs> we are kind of bonding and about stuff, and that's like interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. I love they're they're just fascinating as people, as human beings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Our kids. Yeah. I love that word fascinating because it's so true. It's just so curious and interesting to see, you know, what they're the choices that they're making in their lives and how valuable it is to let them go at their own pace. Like you talked about their own phases rather than us worrying or trying to put some sort of timetable on it. They get the places they want to go when they get there. Right. And, and it's always valuable to them where they are. They're there for their own reasons. Right. So it's just, yeah so fun to see how they blossom and in what directions, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. I love that other piece that you talked about the difference as they get older, because when yeah. they're younger, it's a lot more about like um, doing things. It's a, a lot more hands-on, I think, you yeah. know, yeah. a lot more yeah. Yeah. Um, getting them places, doing things, yeah. sharing yeah. facts you know, yeah. looking things yeah. up, you know, it's a lot of that. Whereas they get older, there isn't yeah. a much more emotional aspect. Now they're more yes. exploring the kind of person they want to be because yeah. they already yeah. know how to learn and figure out the things they yes. want to learn, yes. right? The facts, yeah. they've yeah. kind of taken over. So now our conversations start to morph yeah. into more philosophical takes, emotional takes, yes. you know. Absolutely. Relating. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. That's how it is for us too. Yeah. 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 Well, Lola, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun for me too. Real fun. Yeah. So before we go, can you let people know where they can connect with you online? Yeah. So uh, I have an email ID which is uh, doladg at gmail, at the rate gmail.com. I have a Facebook page, which is uh, my timeline, which is Dola Das Gupta. And uh, I moderate a, a Facebook group, which is called Unschooling in India, Share, Ask, Reflect. Excellent. Yeah. So I will put links to that in the show notes if anybody yeah. would like to yeah. connect with her. Yeah. And thanks again. Have a wonderful evening. Say hi to the kids for Thank me. Thank you. Yes, I will. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.